Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Before we get to the story... Colin, we need to have a little chat. Actually, you and John need to chat here for a second. I'm just going to sit back and listen. Uh-huh. Um, Colin tasked with coming up with a song to play before we get to the story about Madonna being sued by a couple of fans for being late to her show. Colin said, I know one Madonna song. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he says later, I know three Madonna songs. Oh, okay. What? what one th- of the ones you said, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just I had to I had to take a look and listen to a few. Obviously, like a virgin, know that one. Yeah, I yeah. know Material Girl. Lucky and this star. Song called "Hung Up." Yeah, I I know I've heard it, but didn't know that it was hers. Much so. more recent one. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one you didn't know, Jamie? I didn't know that one. Okay, yeah. Hung Up is okay. Uh, uh, you know, as Colin said, to me off the air, it's reminiscent of a lot of ABBA. So if you haven't heard the song and you're really into ABBA, then, yeah, go check out, uh, go check out that song. But, yeah, I mean, she had a string of hits. I mean, Lucky Star, I think, was the first one. Uh, does that mean anything to you? Do you know that song? No. Okay. Yeah. That that was probably. Uh, give me give me a second to listen. Maybe you maybe can find a year. It. Yeah. You can play it. Uh, maybe a year before, um, like a virgin hit, and then of course, like a virgin became even more popular after Weird Al did a parody of it. So which he uh, was gonna play. That'll always yeah right. Oh <laughs> hey look, you're never gonna make me mad by playing like a surgeon. I think that's hilarious. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, like a prayer was another giant uh, starlight. Hit. Uh, yeah. Um, what was it? Oh, Material Girl. That was, yeah, that was the other one he knew. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was one of the bigger hits. And again, a lot of these became massive hits because of the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Lucky Star. Oh, this is Lucky Star? Yeah. This isn't called Starlight? No, no, no. It's called Lucky Star. <laughs> I know it is Star. I've always called it Starlight. Huh. Okay. So, yeah, right. the very next line in the song is, you must be my lucky star. So oh. <laughs> right right after we faded it out. But, um, yeah, I mean, she had probably four or five albums in a row that had a bunch of hits on them. So all the way through the 80s and into the early 90s. Vogue, uh, yeah, text line said Vogue. Oh, that, yeah. that was another big one for her. And the Blue album, wasn't there? Yep. What was the Blue? It was literally a Blue album. Um, Madonna was the first artist I ever bought on CD. Oh, okay. So I'll always remember that. I'll just always remember my parents getting a five-disc CD changer for our living room. <laughs> and that was a huge deal. And Madonna was the first CD that we played. And it was probably $1,500. <laughs> and loud. Just oh, so yeah. you could always hear the CDs turning on the inside. Right. Just the same as the VHS tape. Some of you don't know what we're talking about. You could hear the tape The spinning. motor going. Yeah. Well, this was fun. Yeah. Okay, so Madonna. <laughs> Madonna was two hours late to a concert in New York. And 
that's not cool. That's 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 pushing it. That's not cool. You have a couple of fans that are mad and are filing a lawsuit. Lawsuit obtained by TMZ aimed at all three nights Madonna showed up late to the Barclays Center on December 13th, 14th, and 16th, with the plaintiff stating that uh, shows scheduled to start at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time didn't end up starting until 10.30 or later. And, uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I've never, ever been to a concert that started on time. Never. Even considering opening acts, if they say 7.30, that show, the opening act's not going to hit the stage until quarter after eight. We're used to that. Two hours? Especially mm -hmm. when you're talking about a show that might go three hours. Now we're talking about it not ending until 1 or 1.30 in the morning. And I don't know about a lawsuit, but I can see where that would be a little bit more than annoying. So, um, yeah, two hours is a lot. It's And it's also a lot if you are traveling to see that show and let's say you're you know you you went specifically to see that show and you've got the midnight flight out after or early in the morning um one of the people that's on this lawsuit said um he, uh, he had bought three tickets for december gig in august which was set to begin at 8 30 p.m uh in one of these cases she switched her start times to 10 30 p.m and he said that made his tickets much less valuable and he had been denied a refund on the $1,000 he paid for those three tickets. Did you stay for here. the show still? I mean, did, that, did yeah. you? Because if you stayed and watched the show, then I, I don't think you're deserving of a refund just because she was late. So what should be acceptable? And at what point... It, um, the argument in the lawsuit is that it was false advertising. Yeah. And that they didn't get what they paid for. And in their minds, a show starting at 1030, it, you're, you're sleepy the next day and you've been sitting there for two hours, you know, just kind of killing time. They're saying it's false advertising and they're saying those tickets were not worth that amount because they started so late. The, here's a line in the story that I'm curious about, and I wonder if the Daily Mail just threw this in because they're the Daily Mail and they have to have something salacious in every story they ever write. But it says the star was slammed by fans over the first show of the U.S. leg of her tour last month when she showed up at 11 p.m. despite a start time of around 8.30. Despite the delay, she put on a very raunchy show. So what? <laughs> it's, it's Madonna. Yeah, right. What did you expect her to do? And amazed <laughs> her fans while performing her 45-song set list highlighting her record-breaking 40-year career. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's even a link under Very Raunchy Show. I wonder what this links to. Oh, look, porn. No. Uh, yeah, it, it's just about how raunchy Madonna's show is. You, you guys are aware she had a book called Sex that was full of nothing but naked pictures, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So a lawsuit feels like a lot, but should she have done something to make this right for is, are those fans owed something for the fact that this started so late? I'll just say this. If it was Taylor Swift, <laughs> Taylor Swift would have played another hour. Yeah. Taylor Swift would have done something to make it right you know, either refunded some of the tickets or done an extra six songs at the end, something to make it worth that two hour delay. Why on earth? I mean, if you're Madonna, why would you do that to your audience? She claimed technical issues. 
Okay. Which is an easy thing, just like it's easy to blame technical, flights on te- weather. Technical issues at the same venue three nights in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying it. Uh, they said she was still sound checking until the moment, uh, right up until the last minute, to work out the issues and then took the stage late. Do we know what's the amount on this lawsuit? It's not in the version of this that I have. How much are they suing for? I thought they were just suing for their money back. Okay. I'm okay with that. If you want to make the argument that, you know, with no warning, and if I don't know what night of the week this was, but if you, you know, had to work the next morning and that, you know, an, half an hour, fine. See if your opener can play longer. You know, but two hours is a lot. Yeah, it, it, there is more to it, but they don't say what it is. Uh, so they're they're suing for refunds and unspecified damages. So that could be any amount. But it's a class action suit, so you're going to get a yeah. dollar and nine cents, even if you win. Right? Are you suing because you missed your flight? Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'm curious about. Are there people that lost actual money because of this show starting late? Did you have to pay a babysitter more? Right. Did yeah. you have to pay more in parking? I mean, any of that stuff that you actually lost money. 9951 wants to know, why would anyone still pay to see Madonna? <laughs> hey, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get down on somebody else's taste, but I'm with you. I, I, I don't know that I'm, even in her heyday, I don't know that I would have paid to see Madonna live. But she was popular for a reason. Yeah. And somebody was buying those, oh, yeah. those albums. and Yeah, all the girls I went to high school with. Yeah, I mean, there's an age of, I mean, I listened to it growing up. There's, I don't know that I'm paying 300 bucks for the ticket, but, yeah. um, and it's a long show, so I, it might be worth it for that. I don't know. You're going to know everything, just about. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, at that time, I was buying tickets to go see Iron Maiden. You know, Madonna was not really on, you know, tops yeah. on, my, on my list, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, right, if, if it is delayed, are you owed anything? Because like I said, I think, you know, rock show fans or concert fans in general, pop, rock, whatever country, are used to the the start time on the ticket is always going to be a fluid thing. But does there come a time? Is there a limit in your mind? If they're over an hour late, are you starting to get torqued? 913-586-7798. And some of you are texting in about Beyonce when she was here. Somebody said she was two hours late. Somebody else said she was three hours late. <laughs> okay, so she was late. What did you do? And did it cost you more money? That's where I feel like you're entitled to money back. You're right, an hour fine. But once you're getting into, I mean, that's that's a lot to be. Yeah. You're spending more on beer because you're sitting there killing time. Right. And, and I don't know if I've ever been to a show that's gone more than a half hour past what the start time on the ticket was. Now there have been shows where, yeah, they go that half hour and then you find out, Oh yeah, there's an opening act that wasn't even on the ticket, you know, that they didn't even mention. And now I got to sit through this and then I'm, you know, so in all it's going to be two hours past the start time when you're going to get to see the band you paid to see. If you have thoughts here, and if you want to tell us how long you've waited for a show, 913-586-7798. Still to come, uh, we have a story uh, out of Canadian news. There was a woman who was hit by a car while she was on a charity bike ride for cancer. Questions being asked, should the charity be held liable for what happened? Get to that coming up on KMBZ. Which one is this? Hung up. You said this is newer? Yeah, this is the new one. Well, not new, but yeah, it's newer. It's like 2002, Yeah, something like that. Not a jam. <laughs> not, not a jam. Not, it's Don't the like one this that one, she huh? pulled from ABBA that I was telling you guys about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I get it. I hear it. 
Uh, so <laughs> we have a group of people. There's a class action lawsuit that's been filed against Madonna because she was two hours late for a show in New York, for multiple shows apparently in New York. And they say that what was an 8.30 show for $1,000 for three tickets was not worth the same amount when the show didn't start until 10.30 and they want their money back. Should you be able to sue if the artist is late? We go to Barb in Grandview. Hi, Barb. Hey, how's it going? Going well. What do you think? Well, I saw Madonna a couple of years ago here in Kansas City when we at the Sprint Center, the then Sprint Center, when we pulled into the parking lot, the parking attendant told us that she was not going to start until after 10 o'clock. So I believe the show was scheduled to start at 8 o'clock. The show started at 11 o'clock. And <laughs> oh. the parking attendant knew. I wonder so how, the, a, how did the parking attendant know? I do not know that. I do not know that. <laughs> uh, so I also saw Beyonce this last summer at at uh, Arrowhead. Was Arrowhead, she Arrowhead? Yeah. You. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and I know that there were uh, problems with people getting into the parking lot because there was a Royals game that day too, oh, that's and right. that's why she was late. Yeah, I, and that's been an issue before. I mean, in in other places, and I'm sure it's been an issue before here too. Where, uh, they, yeah, they they won't go on if they know there are still people that are coming in and have not gotten to their seats, or in fact haven't even gotten into the venue yet. A lot of times, the artist will say, "I'm not going on until everybody's here." Yes, and so definitely the difference is sitting in Sprint Center and seeing all the seats are filled and yeah. everybody's waiting for Madonna to hit the stage. Right, right. She's uh, apparently has a is notorious for this. It's not just a, a few times in her most recent tour. Was it at least worth the wait? No. Was- <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. So the okay. show wasn't all that stellar either, huh? Well, as a... Uh, person who grew up listening to her we expected to hear more of those songs she did a medley of those songs and some of those you could tell she was lip-syncing yeah and uh, it, it just uh yeah it was not worth it and okay. we all all of us that went that time said never again all right Barb, thank you. I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that. There's nothing worse than a lousy concert, especially when you're looking forward to. And I, I wonder if that was the same case for these shows in Brooklyn and that that might have a little bit to do with why they're suing. It's like, OK, not only did I wait two hours for you you know, to, to even bother to come out on stage, but then you came out on stage to give a lousy performance. Yeah, I remember us talking about that Beyonce concert. It feels like that was so much more long ago, yeah. longer ago than it was. We predicted that there was just enough overlap between the people that were going to get there early enough for one and trying to get out of the other, that it was going to be a nightmare. And, and it, it was. absolutely was. Yep. So, uh, yeah, maybe should have scheduled those a little further apart. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back. I've been really lucky over time because I've been to a lot of concerts and I can count the ones that were bad on one hand. But sometimes you just, you know, it's it, I, now in deference to them, Going out and doing the same show 300 uh-huh. nights in a year has got to put a little bit of a strain on you. But, you, you know, a good friend of mine who does that for a living, who goes out and is a touring musician, um, he, you know, his philosophy on that is you didn't see those other 299 shows. 
I did. You know, right. I performed them, but you didn't see them. You came here tonight to see me. I'm going to give you the, the show that's the same as the first one when I went out on tour because I owe that to the audience that's there to see me now. I hate to keep bringing up Taylor Swift, but yeah, she's doing 42 songs. And there's a reason why when she scheduled that tour, she does two or three or four nights in a row and then nothing for three or four. Every show is over a weekend Gotta in a city sure. so that she's got the time to rest and just absolutely veg out for those days. I mean, she's doing three hours or more, four yeah. hours, 42 songs, however long that takes. Yep. And it's she does it in the rain. You know, I mean, and, and the maybe shouldn't do it in the heat so much. Well, the other thing that Barb mentioned, look, if, if you have, if you're lucky enough to have had a career in music that has afforded you four decades worth of income, and it started with four or five albums that you did right at the beginning of your career that, that everybody still loves and everybody still sings along with and everybody still listens to, give them plenty of that. Yes, you can play your new music. You can scatter it in throughout the concert, but that's not why they came. They came because they want to hear Papa Don't Preach and Lucky Star and all of the rest of them. They didn't come to hear anything that you've done in the last 20 years. Will you perform those? Sure you will, but you've got to give them what they want. This is why I laugh at Billy Joel who I've seen in concert more times than, than just about anybody else. Except how, many for times, yeah, how many times has he played Piano Man, right? Well, well seriously, and, and here's somebody who has not put out an album since River of Dreams in the 1990s. Yeah. I mean, has not put out one single since the 1990s, but goes in and plays. He knows you don't want to hear the new stuff anyway, even if he had it. You want to hear the stuff you grew up listening to in the 70s. Yeah, and, and there are bands, uh, other bands that I really like, and I do enjoy their entire catalog, but I understand I'm in the extreme minority when it comes to that. Bands like The Fix. And, uh, you know, I went and saw The Fix, and, you know, I was there with every song was saved by zero and all of the rest of it. And then they always save uh, one thing leads to another for the encore because they know that's the song everybody came to hear them play. And every time Cy Kernan steps up to the mic and says, yep, time to pay the rent. <laughs> and then they go right into one thing leads to another because he knows it's like you have to get it that not everybody is going to be on board with all of your new stuff. Yeah. So we'll see what happens uh, with that lawsuit. And if uh, if it'll go again, all they're asking for is a refund of the tickets. Yeah. Nothing and, more than that. Yeah. So yeah, whatever the unspecified damages are, I guess, you know, maybe we'll find out. But, you know, in a class action lawsuit like that, it's more about proving a point and sending a message to the artist. But then you have to ask yourself, how many more times is Madonna going to go out on tour? And are you, are, can you force her to be on time? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you we'll know? teach her a lesson for next tour that may never happen. Yeah. You can't force her to not have technical issues. You yeah. can't force her to hurry through rehearsal. It, it just is going to be what it is. So, all right, we'll take a break. Coming up, we'll go to the story. Why is this woman who took part in a charity bicycle ride fighting her own insurance company now over a wreck that happened? We'll explain that story coming up here on KMBZ. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, 
and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. In the two-day nonstop breaking news extravaganza that we're in, um, boy, this is I cannot keep up with the latest developments and twists and turns that is the life of Alec Baldwin. So I'm gonna need your help a little bit in some of the background on how we got here. But the AP just had this, a grand jury has indicted Alec Baldwin on an involuntary manslaughter charge in the 2021 fatal shooting in New Mexico. Of Helena Hutchins, who was of course the cinematographer on the movie Rust that they were shooting at the time. They were blocking a scene where Alec Baldwin was supposed to point a gun at the camera. It's that scene that you've seen in a hundred movies where he's you know mm-hmm. pulling the gun and, and you see right down the barrel of the camera. And they were blocking that scene when he pulled the trigger or not. I mean, he says he didn't, but uh, he, you know, the, uh, an independent uh, testing of the gun said that it would not go off on its own, just from what he was doing, unless he pulled the trigger. So he says he didn't. Everybody else says he did. Uh, And the gun went off. It was not supposed to have a bullet in it. He was told when he was handed the gun that it was a, quote, cold gun, which means that it was full, if anything, of blanks, not live rounds. There weren't supposed to be any live rounds on the set. But there were allegations that maybe, you know, during some of the off hours, some of the crew was taking the guns, putting real bullets in them and shooting at cans in the hills and things like that. They're out in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico. So maybe that's how it happened. Maybe it isn't. But uh, the only news that we've gotten on this just recently was that the armorer, the one who was supposed to be in charge of all of the weaponry, was offered a deal by prosecutors if she allocuted in, in open court to how live rounds got onto the set. She refused to do that. She says because she doesn't know how live rounds got onto the set, but the prosecutors were pretty sure that she did, so they offered her a deal that she has since declined. But in the middle of all of this, uh, Alec Baldwin was at one point cleared yeah, that's what I thought. And then in January. Right. And then or no, he was charged in January. Charges were dropped in April. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so the, so the charges were dropped and that's when the prosecutor uh, under pressure from the, the family of Helena Hutchins and from the public said, you know what? Uh, we're going to go ahead and let a grand jury have this one. And they presented the evidence to the grand jury. The grand jury, as of today, has indicted Alec Baldwin on that involuntary manslaughter charge. All they said is that, um, I need to keep my name straight here, Carrie Morrissey and Jason Lewis are the two special prosecutors who sent the gun for further forensic testing last summer. This is out of Variety.com. Their experts reconstructed the gun, which had been broken during FBI testing, and concluded it could only have been fired by a pull of the trigger. 
Uh, Morrissey and Lewis said in October they intended to take the case to a grand jury within two months. Here we are stating that additional facts had come to light that pointed toward Baldwin's culpability. But we don't know exactly what those additional facts are. Right. And and it may be as simple as that, that he initially said, I never touched the trigger. And if they determined that that's not true, that he did, in fact, when he was pulling that gun out of the holster and pointing it at the camera, whether by accident or whatever, that he did, in fact, pull the trigger, then that may have been enough. Because involuntary manslaughter, think of involuntary manslaughter as reckless endangerment where there's a death involved. So so you didn't mean to do anything to hurt anybody, but what you did was dangerous enough that you should have known somebody could get hurt or killed. But if he doesn't know there are bullets in the gun, live ones, and and if he should be able to assume that it's blanks, how is he responsible for this? I think the answer to that is you never assume anything when you're holding a gun. And that's, I mean, there were other actors, and I'm trying to, I believe Christian Bale might have been one of them, who came out and said, I don't care if somebody tells me a gun is cold. I check 100% of the time. I open it up and look inside and see if there's anything in there that looks like a live round. Because if not, somebody could die. Yep. And you don't, given something that's that serious, you don't trust the person that's in charge of it. You check it yourself. Correct. And he said he didn't check. Alec Baldwin said he he didn't check, that, that they told him it was a cold gun. He took their word for it and went ahead with blocking the scene. Wow. Um. Okay. So the news is that he has been charged. That's not the same thing as being arrested. And we don't know what arrangement is going to be made. If I'm not mistaken, last time there was an arrangement that was made where he had to show up. He he got to do court remotely. He had to show up somewhere within, you know, 72 hours or something. I don't think, uh, you know, deputies knocked on his door with handcuffs to try to to try to take. But we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And the immediate thing that happens right now because of the indictment is a warrant will issue from the court. But that could take a lot of different forms. So like you said, could Alec Baldwin and will he very likely be given the opportunity to voluntarily surrender? Absolutely. Because, I mean, that's just the way of things. I mean, it, what they'll do is they'll let him know, and I'm sure he knows already, but they'll, uh, there will be documents officially handed to him or to his attorney that mm-hmm. say, on this date, you must surrender to the authorities in Santa Fe County or wherever it is, and, and we'll, you know, we'll go forward from there. He'll be booked. Because you have to be. So they'll mm-hmm. do the it, it. And he probably already was. I mean, the first time that he was charged, they probably already went through the booking procedure. But if this is a different court, they make him may make him go through that again. And then they'll figure out the next court date, the next hearing date. And in the meantime, very likely his lawyers will get together with the prosecutors and say, all right, guys, what are we going to do here? How are we going to how are we yeah. going to work this out? I mean, involuntary manslaughter is a big deal. Yeah, that's, you know. That, I mean, I, I realize that's died. like, duh, I mean, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, this is not a misdemeanor, right? I, involuntary manslaughter is a felony oh, yeah. anyway, you, anyway, you put it. If you have thoughts, phone lines are ringing. We can certainly take your calls. Let's go to Independence and start off with Richard. Hey, Richard, welcome in. Hey, guys. Hey, so, John, your assumption is absolutely accurate, right on the money. You treat every, it doesn't matter, like, you could be handing me a firearm. And you could you could clear it right in front of me. I'm going to double check that firearm. You treat every firearm like it's hot until you verify it is not. Yeah. Um, and so he he should have checked the firearm. And if you didn't have training in that, 
they should have at least trained. I mean, they, they should have trained, okay, well, before we put this gun in your hand, we need to make sure, we need you to know that it needs to be empty and unloaded. Right. Um, you know, I mean, it, I, I feel like the Chargers are good. You always, 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 always make sure your firearm is empty whenever you transfer it to another person. For the and life of it, me, I do not understand why any movie set has a real gun on it. There is well, that conversation's no, happened a lot since there then. There is no reason for that. I don't, use a phony gun. It's a movie. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that. There, uh, a firearm has a real life firearm has no business, especially a hot one, yeah. has no business on a movie set. I mean, Walmart's got a bunch of cab guns, and if they want real effect, they've got BB guns that look real. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, a, a, a real-life firearm that could potentially be hot has no business on the movie set. You got it. Richard, thank you. Yeah, I mean, going back to the gangster movies of the 1940s, you know what they use? Guns that were made out of licorice. Are you serious? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, in okay. fact, there's a, there's a famous scene, and I, uh, somebody on the text line will know who it is. It was somebody, like, it was a name, a name that even people now would know, like a Cary Grant or somebody like that. And they, they it's one of the, like, movie blooper reels where they show him doing the scene, and then as soon as they yell cut, he takes the gun, puts it in his mouth, and bites the end off of it. Huh. Um, John, we'll go back to the phones here in a sec. Do you remember the story out of Florida? I'm sure I've talked about this before because I find it fascinating. It was the Citizens Police Academy. And you have a deputy that shot to death one of the one of the uh, it was 65 years old that signed up to take part in that academy. Yeah. And he did the same thing. He didn't check to see that there were live bullets in the gun, not blanks. And he shot it, aimed it at her and he killed her. And that was I mean, that was a huge lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, so and, and that goes back to that whole idea of you never assume it's it's a deadly weapon. You never assume that it's clear. You always act like uh, the thing that they often tell you in firearms training is you never even point a gun at something that you don't want to kill. Never. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll keep going here. Tim is next up out of Lenexa. Hi, Tim. Hey, how you guys? Um, boy, this topic strikes home with me. I have a son, 22, always just recently got in, bought himself a pistol, against my wishes, but he's 22. Oh, uber careful, uber careful. Never had a cartridge in it, never had ammo in it. And my other son, he was showing how it worked and stuff, and my other son gave it back to him, and uh, he was taking the cartridge out, and for whatever reason... And this, again, he's uber careful, but for whatever reason, there was a, a live shell in the chamber. And he was taking it apart, and it was between his legs. The, the gun went off, went through their apartment floor, and if the woman below them had not turned over on her couch, the bullet would have hit and killed her. Wow. And to this day, it bothers him because... He doesn't know how it happened. He, he, and, but that's just like the previous caller. You can't be too careful. And he is. He's a good kid. He's careful. He doesn't use the gun for anything except target practice. But, God, you know, you just don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. So I just wanted to. I got you. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're with you, Tim. Thank you. Thanks very much for the call. 
It has to be treated like that. I mean, uh, a similar incident happened with a, a girl that my sister knew from school when she was probably in, I don't know, fourth grade, who was shot through the wall of a duplex by somebody who was cleaning a loaded weapon. Tell me how that's a good idea, wow. but in the other side of the duplex. And it went off, shot through the wall, and killed her. Wow. Uh, 913-586-7798. Mark, next up out of Liberty. Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Doing well, Mark. What's on your mind? Well, I don't think there's any doubt that Alex is uh, guilty. My question, from a legal standpoint, is the movie set liable for putting something in somebody's hands that isn't properly trained? If I'm in a cabinet business and I use any piece of equipment and get my hand cut off and I haven't been trained, that company's liable and gets sued. How does that apply here? It, it applies exactly. And, Mark, thank you. I'll have you listen off the air for that. But that's that goes back to the discussion we were having about the woman who was the armorer. And forgive me, I'll look up her name. I can't remember it right off the top of my head. But she, uh, I, I don't remember if she's been, she has been charged. Um, and I don't remember exactly what the charge was. But I'm she, yeah, thank you. She was, uh, she was charged in this. So that's why I said they had initially offered her a deal if she rolled over on whoever brought live bullets onto the set and she didn't do it. She says she doesn't know, but there were suspicions about some other people who were on the set that may have brought those live rounds in. Do you have it? I do. Uh, Hannah Gutierrez Hannah Reed Gutierrez, is yes. set to go on trial February 21st on charges of involuntary manslaughter and tampering with evidence. There you go. Okay. Uh, so um, she's facing the same charge that Alec Baldwin is. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking to see if there are any any further updates. Because it will be fascinating to see what... Okay, now everybody's got it. Fox News and everybody's got it. Um, I'm just looking to see what the deal is with the, with the arrest. Um, but no, everybody's just saying. He, uh, his lawyers said, we look forward to our day in court. I bet. And what are they going to say? <laughs> that's, right. That's exactly I, I what you, you would think. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll take a break. If you want to get in, feel free. We'll wrap today's show next on KMBZ. We have more stories than we know what to do with that we're going to have to kick to next week. <laughs> the last three days, I just made the joke. There has been so much going on that whatever plan we started with at 955, in no way is how things turned out. We have so many stories about things going wrong on airplanes that I start to think, like, is air travel just doomed? At this point, we'll get to a couple funny ones coming up next week. But there was this one I wanted to talk about really fast. This um, Virgin Atlantic flight from Manchester to New York was canceled at the very last minute because a passenger noticed there were parts missing from the wing. <laughs> you know, you have to do a pretty extensive checklist Oops. before you take off in an airplane. Wow. Was that not on it? Uh, yeah, making sure the whole plane is there. It seems like that would be number one <laughs> on the list. Uh, so let's not have any missing parts, shall we? And, and a passenger noticed. I mean, then you wonder, is that somebody who has aviation experience? Or was it so obvious that something was missing off the plane that they went, hey, uh, we really shouldn't probably move right now? I'm looking at the picture. It's obvious. <laughs> it's four bolts that were missing. Oh. And so because they've got the picture here, it's got the bolts that are all white because they're all there, and then you've got the four black marks because the bolts are missing. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you just happened to be looking out the window, I don't know that you would have noticed it right away, but a passenger was looking out the window and said, hey, wait a minute, what's, what, what, where are those? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the tops of four fasteners were missing from one of the wing's panels. It's probably, I mean, the, the plane's probably going to fly fine, fly fine 
uh, but a specialist engineer took a look and the flight was canceled as a precautionary measure. Well, yeah, but I mean, given what you just said, if I bought a ticket and they said, yeah, we'll probably be okay. Yeah. I'm getting off the plane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm getting on a plane next week. <laughs> this can stop now. I'm, I'm okay with everything being fine now. Is it a Max 9? No. Thankfully, okay. it's not. I'm flying Southwest, so... Just check to make sure southwest is you i should shut up because you never know what's going to happen but yeah um okay speaking of airplanes let's go on to this audio we've been holding on to this for a couple of days about this announcement that was made that we have the audio oh, of on an airplane i love this story we ready to go with this colin yeah because this this is the the best part about it is that the guy that they were talking about this was completely unexpected by him this is a man who was going on his honeymoon with his wife and it, with his brand new wife it had been a very trying couple of years so as they got on the plane his new wife slipped a note to one of the flight attendants who was going to do the onboarding announcements about what her husband had been through. So they go through all of the regular stuff about, you know, your exits are there, there, and there, and make sure you fasten your seatbelt and all of this. And if the thing drops down, put it on you first and then the guy next to you. And then she ended it like this. Special welcome to a guest on today's flight. A young man on the flight today named Josh was diagnosed with stage four cancer in June of 2020. Since then, he's had chemo, radiation, and surgery to remove his entire lung, right lung, glands, and lining of his heart, and part of his diaphragm. He was on life support twice and was in and out of hospital for years. He's fought, fought for his life, but now is cancer-free and on his way to his honeymoon in Jamaica. On his way where? On his way to his honeymoon. Oh, wow. And... Uh, I mean, and the the whole plane broke into applause as you heard it. If I know it might have been a little hard to hear some of that. He had an entire lung removed, the lining around his heart and part of his heart removed, had been on life support twice and beat stage four cancer in four years. Wow. Uh wow. And then off to his honeymoon. That's uh -huh. cool. That's very cool. Okay. Um, let's see. We have the story out of Tennessee about um <laughs> there's stuff being said on social media right now about how cold it's going to be this weekend and like <laughs> trash trucks can't go out recycling is canceled for a couple of days uh, -huh. uh apparently this guy that wanted to commit some crime should have checked the weather first yeah uh when when you go to escape from jail what you want to make sure is that conditions are not bad enough outside that you're going to want to turn around and go right back to jail, which is what this guy did. This is out of Memphis, Tennessee. The folks at WREG in Memphis said Demarcus Davis, who is I'm, I'm not even going to tell you the charge because it's awful what he was charged with. But he was in the Shelby County, Tennessee jail, January 14th. It was an assault on a child. We'll go that far with it. You can fill in the blanks. And you're right, by the way. But he jumped out of a corrections officer's car in Memphis, according to the police department. He was wearing shackles at the time, and it didn't occur to him to check the forecast because it was freezing cold and snowy. He turned around and went back to jail after 45 minutes. He stopped a passing motorist with the intent to turn himself in. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Think it through a little more, you know. Uh -huh. like, what was your What was your plan after you escaped the van? Uh, you know what? Though? Is that just as far as you got? G given what he was charged with, I'm glad he froze his ass off for 45 minutes before yeah. he went to jail. So yeah, good. 
Yeah, I hope you had fun in your 45 <laughs> minutes of freedom. <laughs> yeah, Was that right. enough time to go to McDonald's? And well, well, Welcome to Frostbite. <laughs> right? Uh, it's funny because this story mentions a couple other times where the weather had worked for Memphis PD in recent yes. days. The snow created, and, and because it was so cold, people that were doing, um, let's see, that had broken into an Ulta store, uh, they broke out of the store through a couple of windows and stole $4,000 worth of beauty products. They had left footprints in the snow because <laughs> it was thick enough. Yeah, just follow the footprints. You'll get there eventually. Yeah, they found them at a Valero gas station nearby. Wow. Um, yeah, just people just not doing a whole lot of thinking. All right, so the game is tomorrow. Yep. Do you have Do you have your plan Actually, for no, what, the your 5.30? The game is Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, the game is Sunday, 5.30. In my head, it is Saturday. Just, just, I'm, I'm just, my head thinks it's Saturday. Um, so what are you going to do for the game? Oh, do you have plans that you're going to? Probably not much. I mean, we'll, we'll stay home. Jim was talking about making chili. So I'm sure that's going to be a part of it. We'll have a little chili and uh, maybe an adult beverage or two and sit there and, and watch the Bills and the Chiefs go at it again. Who are you rooting for? <laughs> you're going to put me on that spot, huh? Look at where he's I wearing. I don't have to. I know what you're what wearing. wearing. I'm, I'm wearing my Jim Kelly jersey again. I got my my lucky Super Bowl 25 jersey on, even though we lost that game. But still, yeah, uh, I, I I think it's going to be a whale of a game. I have no no preconceived notions. We were talking about this out in the newsroom this morning with the 610 guys about, you know, what do you think the score is going to be? And I have, I just have no idea. But, I mean, if we can judge by the games these two teams have played over the last four years, it's going to be another barn burner. Looking forward to it. You'll be happy it. no matter what. Go Bills. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody stay warm this weekend. It's going to be super cool out there. Uh, and go Chiefs. And we'll be back Monday here on KMBZ. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.